Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm William. This is a podcast where we talk about everything tabletop role-playing games. And today we are talking about our D&D lives. You know, that's a working title. <laughs> that's okay. a working, our, our D&D lives. It sounds like a soap opera. I know, it does. That's exactly all my children, all my D&D. <laughs> general um, Hospital. Our general D&D life. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm not sure where this episode started. Uh, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> was that an outtake or was it at the front? We'll find out in editing, I suppose. We will. <laughs> and you already know, listener. So, so. Today is going to be a different a different kind of episode. Yeah. Uh, generally on this show, as many of you know, we pick a topic and we just dive in and we we tear apart, pick apart, completely disassemble and reassemble a singular topic. We're not doing that today. Today we're going to talk about our personal D&D experiences of late, like what we're up to. Hey, we're not just podcast hosts, we're D&D players and DMs as well. Yeah, we like to play the game that we talk about, um, and we want to play Pathfinder. We're going to find time for that eventually. (laughs) Um, But we have D&D games going on, and everybody knows how hard it is to schedule. It's like the biggest meme out there. It really is. Um, So us taking the time out of it, I I feel like that's a, you know, it shows how much you really like to play, how much you care about the games and the stories and the adventures that you have with your friends. Indeed. And I'm excited to talk about it today. Yeah. So this is a chance for you and I to have some general and candid conversation about D&D and TTRPGs, share what we're up to in the hobby, just kind of hang out with each other in the audience, and get into some topics that our more focused episodes can't touch on. Yeah. Uh, there's a million little bits and bobs that just aren't aren't going to carry their own episode yeah a lot of nuanced stuff mm-hmm. um yeah. but but basically this episode is going to be me and will chatting about what's going on in the games we play when we're not doing other D stuff like the show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um the, granted the when we are doing most of the stuff we do i feel like is the show in terms of D because I have, the show takes a lot more time than maybe people might may or may not realize yeah i have to actively stop myself from turning my D games into shows <laughs> I know. I'm like, it, but right. I could record it though. But then it turns into a whole thing. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big yeah, deal. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I eventually want to do Waterdeep 
lore mm-hmm. on the show because I'm getting so well versed in it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to offend Diggy and our Forgotten Realms people though, so I really want to know it before I do. <laughs> yeah, so eventually I will, but, but I have the same problem because I'm I love to play in Waterdeep for some reason. I just I'm, I'm not like a huge Forgotten Realms guy. I kind of mm-hmm. like the vanilla way we approach the show in terms yeah. of D and D. Um, but Forgotten Realms does have its like really cool. Um, like nuanced lore. And oh yeah, it's got a lot going on, a lot of really in in yeah. depth stuff going. And Waterdeep on. is so multi layered and interesting that you yeah. can do so much there. Um, it's one of like the top three most popular like locations in the realms for a reason. Yeah, it's a great city. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You can kind of it's pl- it feels pliable to me, so I yeah. I fuck with it. Yeah, I do yeah, whatever definitely. I want. And the yawning portal is like just really fucking cool. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you have. You have your notes here, Will. So I do have notes. Why don't we start with 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 your stuff, and then we'll we'll move back into what I'm doing. Okay. Well, uh, you know what? I'll do one that's kind of like both of us. So, uh, how many how many D and D ongoing campaigns are you involved in right now? Uh, so I guess um, officially two and unofficially mm-hmm. three. Unofficially three. Yeah, because like posting. Flashbang and the Surgeon makes me want to play it really bad, and I miss Jake and Steve a lot. Oh, so I see, I, I see, I see. And I know they'd be down if we can find the time. To yeah, play yeah. Finding the time is always the hardest part. And hopefully, part. there's more time for Brian on the horizon with indeed. some career stuff. But indeed, we'll see about indeed, that. Indeed, indeed. Um, well, it's two for me as well. I don't think there's some third unofficial one I don't know about yet. But I mean, we're kind of in one that we are posting on Patreon or working on to post more on Patreon. Well, that's the, that's short, my number two. Oh, Super, super short, short Saga. That's not really a campaign, but I guess it is an ongoing game. It's, it's an ongoing game. It's that's not true. a campaign, though. That's but it, true. it is that's a true. dedicated, like, we've actually had to postpone it a few times to do this show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is what we're doing tonight. But um, you guys can check. There's one episode out on Patreon right now and, like, a bunch in the queue that um, we have plans to get edited and, and posted soon. Yeah, that's essentially we, a show where we played like different, usually one page RPGs, but the other indie RPGs. Um, and we will talk about that a little bit yeah. here today, probably towards the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've done Goblin Punk, Sexy Battle Wizards. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it now. Yeah. <laughs> There's something wrong with the chickens was fun. You weren't there I wasn't for that, there one. On that yeah. one. But that's the, the beauty of that one yeah. is not everybody has to be there every time. I'm not going to do spoilers on There's Something Wrong with the Chickens, except for to say that I played. A chick, a sentient chicken nugget named the Flock, who got around on a little tech tech skateboard, and it was phenomenal. That sounds great. It was a really good episode. Yeah, you, you got to check that one. Tech Tech's had like a flash in the pan comeback recently. Did they really? Yeah, on social yeah. media. Everything has a flash in the pan comeback. Everything's cyclical. I, I go to this. Um, I go to this place called Frankensons in the city of Industry. We're based in SoCal, and um, that's a fun place for like collect. It's a collectible show. And yeah, they yeah. have a lot of tech tech stuff there. Really, that cropped up around that time. That's interesting. I was, like, I, was there always tech tech stuff here? Maybe a little bit, but now there's like a lot. No, yeah, it's, and, it's kind of a trend. You know, thing. they got the, the half pipes and the rails and like the all whole kind, the whole shebang. You know, wow. like how they sell Hot Wheels in like a pack of six that yeah. long like pack. They uh-huh, have like uh-huh. tech decks in there. Ah, oh, that was cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But, um, shout out to SideQuest SoCal. They're a cool shop. If you're SoCal native and you know about Frankensons, go check them out. They they're a cool. Sh- they're like the one D and D shop in the place. Oh, for sure. And they've got a lot of cool shit in there. And the people over oh, really to check nice. it out one of these. Yeah. Days, yeah. yeah, it's very cool. I bought this dice tower there. So on, I love this dice. This is the favorite dice tower that yeah. we have here. Uh, this I, thing's badass as hell. I've had it on the on screen before. Like I'll just show the camera. Wizard tower or castle tower being assaulted by like a brass or gold dragon. Yeah, I think this is um. Uh, nor- I don't think this is a Norse Foundry one. There's a brand associated with this. Um, it's got a switch at the bottom. What you can turn it on? Forged. 
You could turn it. What is it? Turn when you turn it. It there's glows. A, yeah, there's an LED in there oh, okay. that changes colors. That's cool. There's an updated one now. That's a little better okay. than this one. Yeah. But you know, it would have been cooler if it came out of the dragon's mouth. But you know, it, it's yeah, still, I think it's still the, awesome. the updated one has the LEDs all over. Oh shit! Yeah, okay, so that'd be is, pretty cool. The, the cooler thing you wished for, I think, exists now. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so real quick before we get into details, what are what are your besides super short sagas, which we just talked about? Mm -hmm. What are your current campaigns that you're involved in? Well, the one you know about that you're the DM for is Unhallowed. unhallowed yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it in a bit. Yeah. So that's Should like I start a, saying Unhallowed. I say Unhallowed. Yeah, I I always say Unhallowed. Yeah, because it is it is hallowed. Okay, not, I'll start saying hallowed. Yeah, because hallowed would mean something completely different. When something's yeah. hallowed, it's holy. Right. Yeah. So. Um, you know, we we don't just mispronounce other like <laughs> we stuff. mispronounce, we mispronounce our, our own, own shows. shit too. Uh, so I, yeah. I uh, and I'm also doing um, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, um, which is a five e adventure book. Are you you're DMing? That, I'm DMing right? this one. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm set in Waterdeep. I do it with coworkers. Um, we've been consistent every two weeks for. A while now, mm -hmm. we had we had a long lull where we were like showing up once every three months, and that, that's it happens. rough. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Um, and then we lost a player for reasons, and then I got a new guy, and he's great, and, and blah 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 blah. Basically, we were having scheduling issues big time, and I decided that I was going to make a game where people could just show up, and I don't care who's there, as yes. long as we have three players. Yeah. We're gonna play the game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Like, make it episodical. Make it in such a way where, like, it doesn't matter who's there as long as someone's there. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm literally like, you know, picking up people with God's hand and like putting another person in. Are you? So, like, are, are you mean like coming up with in-story reasons why people aren't there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. For uh -huh. sure. And I. Am, yeah. 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 I. It's. And I'm just in there. Like I'm the only planned, consistent person. So I'm going to run the adventure regardless the way it's going to run, and yeah. whoever's there is there. And Interesting. We'll fill okay. you in. And that's 5e. That's 5th edition. Okay. Um, and the, the caveat here is I realized when I started Mad Mage that I hate running modules. I'm not a fan of running modules myself. I, it it's... makes me feel so boxed in. And there's, yeah. there's cool stuff I can pick and choose. Yeah. Um, so what I did was basically look at the map and read it over. And I was like, ah, this isn't really my thing. Mm -hmm. Um but so there's going to be light spoilers for Mad Mage. It's a level five to 14 campaign. But uh, there was like demon shit at the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. Lightly sprinkled on, I think. And I, I'm just like, okay, well, you're. this is the the thing, the big mega dungeon underwater deeps yawning portal that is like built by Halster Blackcloak, like some mad wizard from yeah. the ages ago. I know before who Water Deep was founded. So <laughs> he'll get his own episode one day. <laughs> he's really interesting. He I mean, like they're. Uh, so basically, I just like stripped it the first level of, right. the, of the dungeon <laughs> and filled it with whatever the fuck I want, which happens to be a bunch of demons. Except for the demon stuff that was already there. That was already there. Yeah, okay. I mean, they were just statues. You took one single facet and then, yeah. you know, we're just going to do this. Bam. Well, also, there's like a gang down there that's like. <laughs> are they a demon gang? Now or, they are. They're a gang that's into demons. Well, that's what I'm doing is basically like this gang is like summoning demons. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a cult. And they're not a gang. They you were you can't you they were a gang, but they're now definitely they're a, cult. a cult. You're now. right, you're yeah. right. And that's part of like what's pliable about this is like, you yeah. know what? Yeah, that, that's definitely a cult. <laughs> for sure. For um, sure. Well, most of them are dead now. Okay. Well, now they're enough now they're nothing. I'm running murder hobos down here, I guess. Yeah. Well, out. that's common with you're playing with a lot of new players, right? Newer players, yeah. Like, they, I mean, now we've been playing some of them have been playing for like two years now with me. Oh shit, no shit. Yeah, we've wow. done we've done a couple of campaigns that we've like set down. Like they ran through a prototype Super Quest Omega with me. 
Okay, okay. They, they yeah. ran through one story arc I wanted to test out. I remember you telling me about that. That was, yeah. mm, uh, <laughs> one day we will get to that game again. Okay, yeah, um, sounds good, sounds good. Wizards. I know. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole Watsy thing kind of like put that on hiatus. Uh, oh, man. Watsy uh, did AI art. Yeah. Uh, what a t- I don't want to talk about it in today's episode. They just keep on fucking up. Yeah, corpor- and then they scapegoat to the artist. Corporation's going to corporation. Seen, yeah. Well, I mean. Mm. It, yeah, I don't know who's at fault. I mean, I, but yeah. But they certainly made it out that it's all that guy's fault. Yeah, um, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they did. And maybe it is. But also, they were yeah. like, we're walking it back again, guys. No more AI art. Like, yeah. you know, same thing that. Yeah, like worked last yeah, time. Yeah, I'm still mad at them. Yeah. Any, anyway, um, so we're doing we're doing Mad Mage. I'm doing kind of whatever I want in there, sort of inspired by the book, like, but basically whatever I want. So that mm-hmm. if I, the, need to I think the idea here is like, okay, te- technically it's Waterdeep. Technically, technically it's the dungeon of the Mad Mage. But really, what this is is a mega dungeon in which you're gonna have fun with your toys and the players are gonna have fun with your toys exactly that's fun yeah um, yeah sometimes it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that right and, yeah and yeah the, there's enough investment from the players like we're eventually gonna get to a, like a story thing like I want to do and sorry guys if you're gonna listen to this episode some of them listen to the show it's so. cool uh the DM for one of my campaigns is a fan of the show so they'll probably hear this at some point as well yeah so I want to do I want to do like like fire stuff like salamanders and all that i was yeah. like that stuff was a lot of fun and yeah like, yeah the bearded like, like elemental stuff. elemental theme stuff yeah because it's anything you want he's like alistair black looks like summoning fucking monsters from yeah. wherever he's he's super mega wizard he does what he wants super mega wizard he's got yeah. super mega wizard friends that mm-hmm. are no longer his friends and yeah, like he, whatever yeah yeah, we can't be friends with Halister Black Cloak. You yeah, we're hitting the lore. I'm briifying it yeah. in, in a way. You know, it's it's a lot of fun. I no. have... hey, you know what? I like the word briifying because it's it's very apt. Yeah, to right? what you do, which is great. So if you guys want to check out Flashbang and the Surgeon, it's that, very briified. It's briified. It's it's um, <laughs> it's set in Waterdeep. It is based off of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. I smashed the two together. It came out pretty good. Speaking um, of Flashbang the Surgeon and just the the impetus of it, like the uh-huh. uh, the what it is, uh, I would love to do the exact same idea. Uh, but for Adventure Time instead, that would be, great. be a blast. And yeah. I wanted to also do it for Spider Man. That would be great. Because that would be really got good. Really kooky villains. He's got crazy, a crazy the 90s rogues, Spider-Man. Yeah, nineties. Yes, yes. Spider-Man the amazing. The yes, ex- exactly. Yeah, that one's really good. The Which, voice acting for that show is like, yeah. oh my god. The, the one thing about that show, so like, shocker. <laughs> We talked about Batman the Animated uh, Series, which is fucking just phenomenal. It's a oh, it's phenomenal wonderful. show. It's wonderful. And the Amazing Spider-Man series from the 1990s is is good in its, its way. It's a lot of fun. But my God, do they recycle art in that goddamn show. Yeah. They recycle yeah. the shit out of art. It's crazy. It's a popular thing to do when you're on a budget. Yeah. You, you got hey, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But I love that show as a kid. It was, It's really good. Yeah. It, I think it stands up more or less. I mean, the, mm. plot, the plot is there. Yeah, you know, a, it's got a Spider-Man plot. Yes, and it's been a very long time, so I can't really speak to how, whether it stands up. I'll take your word for it. They have, um, they have. Um, how, do I want to throw out spoilers for Spider-Man? They got <laughs> the, the show from the 1990s. They got water clone Mary Jane, and she fucking oh, dies. Wow. And they get oh, married. Wow, before that happens. God, that's very Spider-Man. Yeah, that's like I know. super Spider-Man. I know. It's 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 crazy. That's okay. a good show, and also another great show that that we could be, turn into a D and D game would be um, 
Wolverine and the X-Men. You told me about this. It's you, re- very, you you really got on a, a soapbox and, and preached it to me the other day. I would watch it. Yeah. I highly recommend I, it. I want to. It's you made got, me want to. It's got all of the politics of X-Men plus yeah. all the good story beats of X-Men plus what if you wanted Wolverine to be the main character and not be a fucking douche all the time. <laughs> but also not throw that away either when he's trying to reassemble the X-Men mm-hmm. after the Phoenix Fire event and mm-hmm. Charles Xavier is missing. That's the premise of the show. And yeah. he's like... I, I don't know. I think that would be a cool way to be like the boss is the boss is missing, the homie's missing. She turned into fire or something apparently, and like the team is split up. I have to go assemble them. So one I by think one. in that case, the 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 DM's running the Wolverine of the story. Yeah, I and think so. assembling the team, which is the players who don't know or remember each other. Well, they do, but they don't want to hang out anymore. Like the X Men disbanded. Oh, okay, so I, I why did I think they let, they lost their memories? Some of them did. Okay, some of them did. Yeah, like it. It's, when you it's, preach this to me, it was like a timey wimey kind of thing. A, it gets like that. Okay. Yeah. Of course it, gets it like does. That. It's X Men. You can't have X Men and not fuck with time. They straight up do like Days of Future Past stuff. <laughs> yeah. In the show with Xavier, mm-hmm. and he's got to like that. He's his he's missing. But he's his body's there, but he's missing because he's doing Days of Future Past shit while they're trying to like stop Senator Kelly and Magneto from fucking up the world. Interesting. It's so good. I'll have to check it out. I can't believe it was a fucking Nickelodeon show in the like late two thousands. <laughs> the late two thousands. Like two thousand to two thousand ten. Okay, think. for I sure. Think that's when it was dropping. I will try and make time. But back to D and D. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suspect I'm going to say back to D&D a lot this episode, but that's okay. I mean, isn't this the this is the structure of the episode, It right? really is. Yeah. So I am currently playing in, in two D&D campaigns. Uh, the first one we spoke about a little bit, Unhallowed, which is going to be a show. Um, it's a gothic dark fantasy style with a, a bit of horror um, game run in 5th edition D&D. Yeah. For, um, for listener, long listeners, we've been teasing it a lot. Yeah. It's, it's just taking... It it's just taking a long time, a long like time but man, are we, we are making it. It's yeah, getting it's made. happening. It's getting it's recorded. Happening. So. Um, and it's really good uh, so far. I'm really enjoying it. We will talk a little bit about like some stuff that happened, but I will try and stay spoiler-free for obvious yeah, reasons. Because I mean, we want to talk about characters too, right? Yeah, we do. We that's do. the only D&D character I'm actually like statted out and That's running. true. That's true. And I, we can talk about your character in a non-spoilery way. That would yeah, be fun. I think that would be cool. Um, the other game I'm playing in is actually run by, by a fan of the show named name jake okay um not but not special guest jake no uh, a different jake a very different jake he could be special too just not absolutely special, not but he's not special guest. he's not the special guest jake right um and that is a fifth edition DD game uh and it is a dark sun setting which is not originally what i like it wasn't my idea when i was trying to put the game together but um it's it's been really interesting, especially because the DM is really accommodating to my character, who is super not dark sun friendly. Oh, and that's interesting. Because I had the character set up way before um, we, we decided on what we were going to play, okay. and he um, basically. So my character, I'm playing a paladin, um, and so you're overpowered. Not really. Fourth edition, it's it's oh, doesn't okay. work like that. Yeah, I have a paladin in my game, and they're and overpowered as fuck. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking. Don't get it me up. wrong. Paladins of four are very potent in their own way, but. 4E has this thing where uh, every class falls into a different, like, uh, role, right? Like, uh, on the battlefield. So mm-hmm. you can be a striker, which is DPS. You can be a defender, which is a tank. And that's what the Paladin falls into. But the Paladin, the way it works is if you are doing really good as a defender, uh, that's great. And if you're failing as a defender, if, like, your your aggro is not being respected, you've now become DPS because that's, okay. that's the punishment for them not 
uh, adhering to your divine challenge is like, well, now they're getting radiant they're getting lasers to the out. face. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So um, it's an Eldrin, which uh, he's an Eldrin. His name's Malkier, and he um, he's from the Feywild and all this other stuff. The Feywild doesn't exist in Dark Sun. But uh, oh. essentially what the DM's done is, like, they've taken Dark Sun and they, they've Jacobified it. Sure. And yeah. uh, uh, so there's some unique stuff in there, and essentially in this version. So Dark Sun. I guess I should explain some Dark Sun to you. What do yeah, you know about Dark Sun? Ah, uh, okay. Well, I know that there's a setting book coming out for Dark Sun. Is, is there? That'd be interesting. That's on the docket for 5e. Yeah. Okay. I'm very interested to see what it is. I think it's the giant thing, and then it's Dark Sun. It's Planescape. Planescape's coming. Pla Planescape's next. coming, and then I think Dark Sun's in the works. Really? I have not heard anything about this. Uh, maybe I'm tripping. We'll look it up in the short yeah. rest, but um, <clears throat> or we won't, we'll forget and we won't. But uh, <laughs> I I don't actually think I know very much. I know we've talked about it here and okay. there on the show. That's so, about it, though. So uh, in one of our recent episodes, I talked about how um, Eberron and Dark Sun really flourished in 4E, mm -hmm. and I think one of the reasons for that was it was very easy to, to just use them because they are so blatantly divorced from any other setting. Right. Like, yeah. even Planescape doesn't cross over into Dark Sun or Eberron, really, it's as far as I know. D&D mechanics they are, on yeah, top of whatever this uh, is. Exactly, right? So with Dark Sun, the way, the way it works is, like, in this world, magic comes at a price, right? Um, it basically, it, it, it uses life force. Okay. And so there are two types of uh, casters in this world. You have the Defilers and the Preservers. Defilers will blatantly use other life forms life force against their will oh. to do their magic preservers will use their own life force but of course it's slowly killing them right um at this stage of the world of athos um the world has become a barren desert wasteland because of the sorcerer kings and the war that happened hundreds of years ago where wizards were just hurling magic across the world and most of life forms on this or most of the life force got used. So they they can steal life force. They exactly. Like, okay, yeah. so you can, yeah. like, just... Like, a wizard could, like, and like picture, like, you're in a greenhouse, right? And then the wizard just wants to do some... Build a crystal palace. Yeah, well, it, the wizard can just suck up all the life yeah. force of the entire greenhouse and then do that. Like Final Fantasy, kind of. Uh, is Final Fantasy like that? Like I, Final Fantasy VII when they use the planet. Yeah, like, there yeah. we go. Yeah, exactly. It's like the Monko energy. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's a good analogy. So that's the, kind of the premise of Dark Sun. It's now the far future in this post-apocalyptic fantasy world. Mm. Magic kind of doesn't exist. The only magic that exists for the most part is um, is this defiler preserver uh, magic and the only people who really utilize it are the sorcerer kings and there's all these different city states each ruled by a sorcerer king and the sorcerer oh. kings are like gods they're like tyrants and shit like sure. that but there's no deities there's no divine stuff there's no uh gods okay um, there's nobody mage handing there's nobody mage handing yeah, unless got, you're sucking the life force out of something to so do the, it. the people can or the just the kings can do magic so uh i think other people can i'm not that well versed in dark sun but like the only the sorcerer kings really do okay and um and the sorcerer kings can also they make warlocks they oh, can like grant gotcha. their power um but anyway so what what jake's done here is like the feywild exists in this version of dark sun and like something's going on not just with what the wizards have done on athos to defile the world but like the whole cosmos seems to be out of balance because like well where malkier comes from it's like eternally summer, but like not like a burning hot summer, like a lush, verdant, 
you know, nothing ever withers or dies. Like, winter never comes and kills things. Okay. Um, and, you know, Malkier doesn't really know that something's wrong. It's just where he's always lived. But he, his whole story is that, like, he was he got too close to where this winter archfey was sealed and he got bewitched by her to uh grab the the artifact that she sealed in the sword and now he's bound to this sword he can't get rid of it um she's trying to escape and she wants to destroy his kingdom for sealing her away so he's banished he's just completely banished they're like you you and your stupid sword it, get that yeah you and here. your stupid sword get out of here okay. uh you can't come back until you to you break break the curse yeah, okay the, and so and so now now he he exits the world and he's in athos and everything's fucked up and also another thing weird thing about athos is metal doesn't really exist Cool. Like and so, that. of course, my guy comes in in full plate armor with and a fucking sword, with a with yeah. his fucking crystal sword or whatever. Oh yeah, you're a paladin. And uh, and yeah, so everyone's like, "Holy shit, who's this guy?" You know. Um, and uh, my fiance, yeah, it's like if somebody walked in with a mech suit. Like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like, like that, arc. except for like the metal that does exist is worth more than gold. So it's like a dude walking in, just adorned in the most ostentatious, like gold and jewels and stuff. That's the equivalent. Cool. Okay. My steel armor. Yeah. Um. Funnily enough, my fiance's in this game and she's playing a Warforged who is made of metal, but she comes from like the distant past. So she's been alive for a long time and she was part of this war that fucked up the world. So, so like, want to like kill and loot you guys. Yeah, basically, we got this guy who's like in all plate armor and then we got this guy who's made of metal. And then we have our monk who's like a normie human from Athos who, you know, he's in rags, okay. but he's like a badass dragon monk. Okay. And, um, he just thinks like we're the, we must be the richest people alive, right? And like he's tagged along on our journey, and um, <laughs> I'm gonna hang out with he, you. He guys. is he's effectually he's only been in one combat. He's played by my best friend who lives up in Oregon, and we do all, all this on Roll Twenty. And uh, he's only been in one combat, and he effectively did nothing because he missed like seven times in a row. Oh my god! <laughs> meanwhile, like the Warforge is <laughs> that's the is, worst. Yeah. Meanwhile, well, the the Warforge character, uh, Michelle's character, is everything's reflavored to be like inventions, right? All mm. her her spells. Okay. And so, like, she's got summons and stuff, and one of her summons is it's like a miniature like Iron Man, like like Iron Man from Marvel, Iron Man. Yeah, like she's creating a con a construct because it's yeah, Corey, right? So they yeah. do like dailies. Yes, exactly. So okay. this is her daily power and she creates this this fire warrior which we've re-flavored into like a miniature Iron Man. Okay, so and we're fighting another combatant. Yeah. That's powerful. exactly. And we're fighting this giant, I mean huge psychokinetic serpent monster. Sick. By the way, psychic powers in this uh uh setting are very prolific because they've taken the place of magic. I was gonna ask people can't uh, do magic, yeah. so everyone's a fucking psychic now. <laughs> I couldn't get magic, so I started lifting shit with my mind. <laughs> exactly. Not magic though. Not magic no, though. No, no, no. Certainly not psychic. magic. Psychic. Yes. So Got we're it. fighting this giant psychokinetic flying serpent. Hell yeah. And uh um, like a Mega Man boss. Yeah, and like he's just he's Use my my friend. He's using all his dailies. This monk. He's doing all these cool kicks and punches and just missing left and right. <laughs> Meanwhile, like she's you know making Iron Man constructs and then my guy like teleports into the sky and does like a a uh, a falling like uh, downward thrust link style. Sure. Pierces the thing. Does a ice burst and like we're just oh, looking super awesome. cool he's just like who are you people like you guys are amazing so the entity and the sword is cool with you using it like a sword or uh it's a it's a mixed relationship where okay. uh she does want to be used like a sword um basically the, the vibe i'm getting from the story so far is that this entity basically wants to utilize me for her purposes okay she's a sword she needs me to wield her right um i think 
based You're off of her so reaction, me being banished works to her endeavor. Right. Also, on, the world and do the on, thing. on my way to the material plane, I ran into like this very Falurian style archfey woman who basically like gave me this cryptic information about how like I've been sent on this journey and like fates intervening and blah 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 blah. I don't know. Sorry, Jake. It was very interesting. I'm not saying it wasn't interesting. I'm just trying to give Brian the cliff notes. <laughs> is Falurian <laughs> like ostentatiously armored and stuff? Is that uh, Falurian from uh, from Name of the Wind? Uh, oh, oh. Wiseman's Fair. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, the sex fairy. Yeah, got it. <laughs> and, um, God, it's actually been a couple of years since I, yeah. I only audiobooked that, so some of the things are like yeah. not all By there. the way, I love Florian as a character. I think she's actually fascinating, yeah, and yeah. I think she gets a bad rap. But anyways, uh, this this very, very, like, ethereal, mm-hmm. uh, womanly archfey being was very vague about all this stuff, and I was also being hunted by this dark monster, so I had to run for my life. I didn't really get to talk to her for very long. Okay. But she's basically implied like that, like me and the sword are intertwined now and like we got to figure it out. And so one cool thing about the sword, though, that is very beneficial for my character is I'm I'm in this plate armor. I have this big woolly cape thing. I also have an owl bear pet. I didn't. I forgot to mention that. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Four is cool. Four is cool. You can just. I'm level one. I have an owl bear pet, and I have all this cool shit. Hey. All right. Um. But uh. But what's cool is you know Athos is incredibly hot, but the blade, like exudes an aura of coolness so i have air conditioning it's nice that's fucking cool <laughs> yeah. that's like tears so, of the kingdom you put uh, an elemental oh on yeah your back and you cool down it is it yeah. is 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 that same breath of the wild uh, is that breath of the wild yeah, is that same, same thing okay yeah, cool they, they I, I wondered that. about that so that's my character we've been fighting psychokinetic s- snakes in the dunes it's been pretty cool um Snakes in the dunes. Yeah, baby. snakes in the dunes. And uh yeah, yeah, four is always fun because you have your daily powers and you're this and you're that. And I'm excited for next session because uh four is really loot heavy. It's like the opposite of 5e. You're expected to get like regular amounts of loot. Like to, drops like, on every fight. Maybe not every fight, but like as you level, you need to keep up with the monsters, or otherwise you fall way behind. Which okay. is which is kind of cool because as a DM, you can like kind of like tweak the difficulty of a battle by letting them fall behind a little bit. Like, oh, go nice. ahead, let okay. them fall behind, you know, make them a little bit like, shit, we need to find some loot, you know? Yeah, go into an area you're not, like, quite ready to be in yet. Yeah, okay. and, uh, but what's cool is, like, he he realized that he hasn't given us enough loot, so he's like, hey, everyone make a wish list. So I just made my wish list yesterday, and I'm like, oh, can't sick. wait to score something, it's gonna be great. Drop some loot down. Yeah, it'll be fun, it'll be fun. Yeah, um, loot is fun. I like in 5e how you can, like, I don't want to level you guys, but here's loot. You right, that's true, that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a valid point. So that's that's kind of the gist of uh, my current campaign. We could talk about Unhallowed later, but let's talk about your campaign. Yeah, um, I mean, we talked a little we bit about little it, but bit. who are, who are the players? Who are the characters? Yeah, so I have a a soul knife rogue, uh, mm. lizard folk man. Okay, a very interesting. I love it. I like it already. Um, they're just like the the player and the character. They like don't convey information to the rest of the team and just start taking actions. Ooh, okay. And so okay. people miss those cues, I think. Interesting. And I so I've caught on to that and I'm like, okay, well if this is the way we're going to be, then I'm going to help the everybody else like spot the cues mm-hmm. by like, hey, this guy's just like bolting down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Anything? You going to do anything? Yeah, yeah, anybody, yeah absolutely. That trigger anybody? Yeah. Cuz I think that's the survival based kind of thing from the lizard folk being like danger. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it does sound like they're trying to play that that that, that part up where they're not really worried about the communication part. They're yeah. just acting. Acting. Yeah. And uh it's too it's it's a lot of fun in the role play because it's to the detriment of the rest of the party all yeah, the time. Yeah. But it makes for interesting, like, oh fuck. Uh 
uh, that character's name is um, is Throden. And Throden, yeah. Okay. Um, then we have <laughs> we have t- everyone's an animal person in this fucking game. Oh, okay. So I have yeah. Fucking, uh, the it's deer. a furry palooza. I think gotcha. I've told you about it. The deer from Adventure Time. I always forget the character's name. The, one that uh, has the, the evil deer. Yeah, yeah the, the deer the... that like fucking tries to eat the whole candy kingdom. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. he takes the hoofs off and he's got the fingers. Oh, God. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. He just wants the aesthetic, right? Sure. Um, so they're a, um, like a fear, uh, no, yeah, fear bulb reskin of some kind. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I can, like I, can, I can see that working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have, um, they're, they're a, Chaotic neutral warlock. Okay. Or no? What's uh, their page? Sorry, chaotic neutral. Um, Wizard. Cleric. Cleric. Oh, yeah. who's their god? Uh, Loki, like a Loki style god. Okay, a trickster god. Yeah, so trickster they're trickster god. domain. Trickster domain. Yes, Interesting. So okay. They're doing that. They're doing heals by like putting the little finger fingies into people <laughs> and like rearranging their guts. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. That's horrible. <laughs> I have a very chaotic person. In nature, like playing this very chaotic character, it's, yeah. it's really fucking silly. That's so funny. Uh, he's a joy. Um, and then the uh, uh, they're figuring out their cantrips right now, mm-hmm. and like I'm trying to tell them, like, man, you you're not. This is a thing with new players and clerics where they're like, you you need to know how to utilize the action economy of a cleric really well, mm-hmm. basically with like spiritual weapon okay. or your concentration spells. Yeah. Like, man, you're not doing any concentration spells. Let me explain how it works to you again. In case you forgot, mm-hmm. like, so we've been talking strats. I'm like, you could be doing like this, 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 and this. And basically you're just doing like a, like a sacred flame <coughs> cantrip pretty much. Or mm-hmm. what's the other one? Theirs isn't sacred flame. There's toll the dead that is another one. Um, oh no, there's uh it's not word of radiance, is it? It's, um, it's like a burst around them. It's something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's doing damage, but okay. um, it's basically like the sacred flame. Um, they're, uh, it might actually just be Sacred Flame, actually. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, that's usually the bread and butter, but there is another one, and I do think it is called Word of Radiance. Yeah, it might, be, I think it is Word of Radiance. Because that's the one that Freeland, who is a cleric and unhallowed, he's yeah, been trying to utilize, yeah. All, for all of Freeland's stuff is blue, all this guy's stuff is, like, sparkly green. Yeah. So, I like, okay. that's how I'm differentiating Ooh, green, it. I like that. Yeah, it's cool. a, it's a cool, cool, cool character. They, yeah. um, they, oh man, the, in downtime, because we had downtime before we went into the dungeon in mm-hmm. the Yawning Portal and in Waterdeep. We got up to no fucking good. That guy gets up to no good in the city. I'm oh, scared yeah. to go back to oh, the city. Oh god. Um he's like stealing stuff and like okay. hiding shit and like, Yeah, true ha- truly a trickster. Him and the rogue are running like a like an operation upstairs of some kind. <laughs> That's fantastic. I um, love it. So <laughs> then I have a guy who's a fighter minotaur reskin uh to look like a moose. Oh, you told me about this character. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. This character, Mustafa Robin. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I part love of it. the Maple Force in his original like like um, location. I had to, his background. Yeah, we were having trouble scheduling that game, so I was like, "Keep your characters. I'm lifting you all up with the power of God, and I'm putting you down in Waterdeep, and we're gonna do my Waterdeep campaign." So that's where we ended up, and okay. we have a couple characters from the old campaign that are here now with their same backstories. Mm. And so he's kind of taken on this like conspiracy theorist vibe. Oh. Because he got like mysteriously whisked away to another world. Oh, he's playing with that. And okay. is like, there's fucking aliens out there and yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. He just I like kind of does impulsive weird shit sometimes. Okay. Too. Okay. Like uh we went into the dungeon. Um I had them fight a mimic that was a sarcophagus encrusted with jewels. That's really cool. And they were gonna pry. They were trying to pry the jewels out, and then they got sucked in and mm-hmm. started getting pseudopodded and bit oh, and all shit. that stuff. Nice. It was great. Yeah. Um. They killed it, 
and it dropped loot. It dropped like a devil bracelet of some kind where you I, I like randomly generated some loot after yeah. a random generation table episode. Yeah. I was like, oh, let I'm me glad get some it of that came. Stuff. Yeah, glad it came in handy. Yeah, it generated like this bracelet that can do produce flame, but it takes your life force, but Ooh. it can also just like claw the shit out of people. That's awesome. Yeah, my I rogue, love it. My rogue picked that up. And then there was like actual gems okay, okay. from the thing's yeah. body. So when you say I, I did it look like a confragrious Pokemon? The, the no, it, it sarcophagus? looked like a like a temple of doom, like sarcophagus kind oh, of okay, thing. Like okay. it, it was just a, a it was like in a secret room. Okay, gotcha. Um, and it left behind a pile of dust. So I demified the the mimic mm -hmm. to do like Demon stuff. Demon stuff. Or okay. basically be weak to radiant damage, okay. essentially. Nice. So the cleric came in and fucking bopped it and, you know, died. Nice, so, nice, um, nice. This guy fucking grabs, like, the pile of dust and snorts it. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, I just want to know. I was like, yeah. you just snorted what I guess is demon dust. So, like, yeah. let me figure that out real quick. Yeah, so yeah. I, I roll it on the madness chart. So he, he started having, like... Nice. Uh, more cons his conspiracy theory thing started going off. Oh extra no! Hard. And he also uh, developed a tick where he like because there was a short term one uh -huh. where he blacked out. Okay. I rolled randomly on it. It's like you black out. I don't know, dude. You guys figure it out. <laughs> and then I was rolling for the other stuff. It's like when you wake up, you like can't stop touching your antlers. You, like, oh, go he's just got antlers. that tick now. Yeah. Wow. You know that with newer players, I guess they're not that much newer, but like they they, they feel new. Yeah, because yeah. I remember in my very first D and D campaign, I played a uh, an elf ranger uh, with with a bear pet. And I remember, I don't remember the details because it was so long ago now, but I remember we came across or killed a vampire lord. Oh, cool. Um, wow. But, but all I remember is there was a vampire lord carcass here, and that's a very high level thing. And we, we were only like level three yeah. before. Now and you're like strip the body for And in, in 20 year old new player Will's mind, I thought it'd be hilarious to make my bear eat the vampire lord. Oh my god! Yeah, see, exa this is yeah. exactly the yeah. same thing. And um, so, uh, my buddy who's playing this monk was the DM during that time. Gosh, fourteen years ago, and uh, he he decided to slap the vampire lord template onto my bear, and my bear just gained all these crazy powers and began to become completely out of my control and oh. defy me. And like my bear became the the scariest thing on our team very 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 quickly. <laughs> That's funny. Because, um, like, when your bear has glowing red eyes, it can, like, turn into a flock of bats and, like, shadow teleport and, and whatnot. It's it's just terrifying. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah, but continue. Sorry. Uh, last character is the paladin who got inserted after. The, so this is the first character I had to, like, basically, we started the game and they were already, like, two games into the dungeon. Or maybe mm -hmm. it was only one. Mm -hmm. And... So they're in another world too, like praying at their altar. We didn't get too deep into it because okay. it's like uh, we we can whatever do more you're hearing stuff now later. You're yeah, here, we're we're just dungeon crawling right now. You're praying to your God and you feel some called out purpose, and then we I pick you up. I basically take them into the white space, like some liminal space where there's mm -hmm. like an old man, like and there's a bunch of bodies on the floor that are like unconscious, and he like you need to be here now, and he picks up somebody and puts them down, and then. The white space is gone, and then he's in the dungeon with them. Oh, nice. And he's a man of God, so he's just like, I was called here to do this, so I'm going to be here. And, like, I was told I need to protect you guys and, like, work with you to get you through whatever trials you're facing yeah, right now. Yeah, I, I will do my duty. Yeah, exactly. So okay. that was easy enough, and, and yeah. we talked. We just talked about it right there at the table. I was like, okay, this is how the game's running. Like, when people show up, we got to figure out how they're going to be here. So how do you want to be here? Do you want to come down from upstairs and be like, I heard there were adventurers down here. Ho-ho, I'll join you merrily. Or do you want to, like, I could just, like, do my God thing. 
Yeah, I like the idea of him just getting beamed in. Basically, <laughs> like he gets picked up into the white space. Uh, kind of the inspiration is the Adventure Zone when um, yeah. June takes him into the white space mm-hmm. and like puts them back in the timeline where mm-hmm. they're supposed to be. I remember. It's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. So I have like this old man there. I'll figure that out later. Yeah. I kind of have some ideas, but it doesn't matter right now. We'll we'll get to it. Right. And then um, because that was also an Omega prototype game where I was like doing the new Omega prototype game. I was going to have that game running simultaneously with the game we were recording for the show and then make events happen while you guys were off away from town. Oh, I see. They were supposed to play in town. But then the hiatus thing. So yeah, we'll get to that a lot of stuff right? went down. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm white spacing all that shit again, and I'm putting you down in Waterdeep, and now we're doing that. So okay, cool. Um, uh, so yeah, those are the characters right now. I'm gonna have a new player. Uh, we're gonna play Friday, so that's in two days from the time we're recording this. Yeah, show. I'm playing Friday as well. Cool. So yeah. yeah, I'm having a new player show up for that, and so I'm gonna have to figure out like who are you, what are you doing here, and all that stuff again. Yeah. And then we are starting to get into. Uh, I did all the setup for some really heinous shit that's going to go down in this next game and the game after um, that should cause the team to finally need to take a long rest. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> yeah, because sure. we've done a lot of like War of Attrition stuff. They've been in like, it, it's a dungeon, so it's like combat after combat after combat. Yeah. And some NPC stuff. Um, but basically I had, uh, this is also a Deck of Many Things campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had several cards drawn. The clock gets thicker. Okay. So... They lost the deck of many things mm-hmm. because they drew the card that makes all their magic items disappear. Including the deck Including of many the things. Including the deck of many things. So I put it in a specific room in the dungeon. Oh, okay. That was guarded by the boss the mini boss of the dungeon, which mm-hmm. was basically the ex mob now cult leaders. Gotcha. Okay. Um that got possessed by some demon because they drew um or they they I don't want to say they drew cards from the deck of many things, but they they have the deck of many things, and they have somehow been able to summon a bunch of demons. Okay. Um, so they summoned a demon into a bugbear that they had chained up and guarded by some barrier. Damn. And then they had an NPC that they freed from jail who's, like, a drug addict that they were down there with mm-hmm. that, like, was – he was like, I'll show you where the hideout is. And his motivation was like, I'm going to go in and look for drugs when you guys kill these dudes. <laughs> And get all their drugs so I can have okay. the drugs. All right. And then they got he got zone of truth by the paladin and he told them all that. And then they were like, Well, okay, at least we know what, yeah. what you're up to now, and yeah. took him with him. Okay. And then they left him behind to go fight the mini boss. And and he was looting the room for drugs with this demon in there that was inside it, but bugbear possessed. And then the last session ended with uh him, they had to make wisdom saving throws when they were talking to this guy, and there have been a couple of instances of them talking to demons down here and mm-hmm. that, like trying to make deals and like yeah. wisdom saving out of it. This guy failed his wisdom save. I, I, I legitimately rolled randomly for it, so mm-hmm. he fails his win- wisdom save while he was alone in the room, and the rogue sees it, and then his he this guy's eyes are like catatonic because there's going to be like a soul transfer. Oh where shit! This thing gets out of the barrier and, and happens to this guy's body. Yeah, and then. They had, like, just cracked this secret doors puzzle and opened it, and then everyone was in this hallway, and the rogue stayed behind and was like, oh, fuck. And he decided to soul knife the guy from, like, range. Okay. And hit him. Okay. And then just ran away. 
and didn't say this is the instance he's like i didn't say anything to it he's like are you oh, telling anyone what you're doing gosh. he's like nope i closed the door behind me and i just run down the hallway oh, away from it Christ. and so now i have a scary movie situation where my bad guy is just like in the dungeon somewhere yeah yeah and only the rogue knows and he's not telling anybody so far i think he told people okay at the end i don't know we drink during this one and i take okay. notes so I'll, I'll look at my notes to yeah see. and then we always recap to make sure everyone remembers like mm -hmm. do you guys remember this happened did yeah. i say this or did this happen mm -hmm. i wrote this you kind of you kind of establish the moving forward point yeah gotcha. exactly just okay. to make sure interesting um and because everyone else is drinking too and well your game sounds like a lot of fun man it, it's been great this next <laughs> one's gonna be really cool because they just found the deck of many things again mm -hmm. and he ended the game with being like i draw a card i was like okay let's do that next time because it's like 10 o'clock at night no that's a great that's a great stopping point it's yeah. like and it gives them the, i don't know how long it's been a week two weeks but it gives them that time to be like, oh, shit, what am I going to get? Yeah, you know? we play every two weeks. So. Okay, two weeks, yeah. two weeks, so, for and sure. And then there's loot generating on the floor right now. You know, yeah. I was like, okay. Um, How long are your sessions running? Right now, they, we play from, we start at 6, we end at 10. So four hours. Four hours. That's nice. Mine have only three just due to limitations. You know, well, we, we, we can't get a babysitter. Yeah. Usually somebody's late. And then, oh yeah, yeah and then yeah. we take a food break because we order yeah, food yeah um so more like three speaking of food breaks let's take a short rest okay it's the grand adventures of alien and beer ah alien it's dark in here yes we finally made it in backersboro the first level the dungeon which holds it's so our coveted treasure the pendant of plenteous patrons yes the reason we've come it's just so dusty in here. It is. It is quite dusty in here. As if no one's been here for a long, long time. Yes, sir. Well, it would be, it would be dire news indeed if someone was here before us because they, they would have claimed our prize. And Need I remind you, Bian, of, of exactly why we seek this pendant of plenteous yes, patrons? Yes, tell me. You told me five minutes ago, but I would love <laughs> to hear it again. Please, tell me. It is a sacred, ancient powerful relic said to house the souls of a thousand uh, generous benefactors that's a lot yes so many and those those benefactors they will give us the funds and the power to do untold wonder bien yes my acrylic paintings will be funded and done lakeside as i've dreamed for many years yes <laughs> yes oh. so we must set forth deeper However deep we must enter this dungeon. And what? I will, what? I will follow you. Wait a minute, Ben. Look, what is this? What is this? Here on the floor, there, the dust has been disturbed. Foot, footprints. It appears someone has been here before us. Ah, <sighs> oh, yes, it tastes like shoe. Ah, oh, two sets. Mm. We must follow them, Ben. If they make it to the pendant before us, oh, what horror they might unleash. Does this taste fresh to you? I, I'm just going to take your word for it. It tastes fresh to me. Well, I believe you. Uh, all right, well. Let us set forth, Ben. Let's get a move on. Then. Yes, down this corridor. Oh, look. It seems they've taken a left here. Yeah, let's go. Oh, hold on, hold on. Their footsteps, their, their patterns, they were, they've changed. They, they crouch here. They, they stopped. They waited. And then they began to, to tiptoe around the outside wall. Strange. We don't have time for this, Ben. Let's go. Uh, all right, all right. Let's move. Let's move. <laughs> Fresh man meat. Mm, it's been long since I have eaten well. 
Beard. Oh, what the hell? Beard, stand back. Oh, what is that thing? It's a beholder. It has so many eyes. It's got exactly 11 eyes, Ben. 10 of which can fire beams of great power. Oh, my. This is beyond you. Let oh. me handle this. I'll back up. I'll back up. For I, with but a single spell, will handle this beholder in a way ah. that will astound you. A spell, you say? Not on with Zion. my anti-magic rod. Oh. Hello. Oh. Put my peepers on you. Put my peepers on you. Yeah, I got him. I got him now. Ilian, what, what's going on? I've been captured and it's telekinetic ray beer. No. Run for your life. I think I have the solution, no. Ilian. There's nothing you can do against such power. There is one thing I can do with a creature with so many eyes. I will turn and I will show it. My bottom. No, beer. No, not this again, please. Oh God, oh I'm averting my eyes. Oh my God, my what eyes. is that? Oh, I'm not looking so at this. I've been, be I've been bewildered. I've been bewildered. Oh my eyes. Ilian, quick, while he's while he's bewildered, we must we must go. We must run. Curry, stand up, stand up, my friend. Put your ass away. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, let's let's go out. Well, it's well, it's stunned. I'm just—I can't believe this actually worked. The it, the beholder appears like completely stunned. It's just catatonic, laying yes. there, and, and you know, I've had, it's just—I've I've had I've been able to do this all my life. You—I've you, told you of this, but you, you, yes, but I didn't actually believe you. Yeah, this well, is ridiculous. That's it's why they call me Beer and the Bewilderer. Okay, well, let's get out of here before well, it wakes up. Come on, hurry, let's go. The plenty—the pendant of plenty of patrons awaits. It awaits. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We've returned. Indeed we have. We're fucking back. Indeed we are. Damn. Been cool talking about yes, regular D and D. It's been nice. Let it's us know nice. what you guys think of this episode and like the comments or whatever. If you want to jump into Discord, I know this is sort of a departure from what we normally do. Yeah, in some ways. But if you want more conversational up- style episodes before, yeah, every once in a blue moon we mm-hmm. do. But yeah, if you guys want updates on what's going on in our D and D lives, we'd be more than happy to sprinkle these episodes in every once in a while. Yeah, not all the time. Just yeah, not all the time. No, we got plenty to cover on the show, but it's nice to to take a break from that and just talk about you know. Yeah, D&D. I think so, too. Um, check us out on Patreon. Uh, if you guys want to, uh, st- if you guys have been hearing the short rest skits, the adventure, the grand adventures of Ilion and Beeren is its official title. Uh, it starts at episode 350. I'll just remind people that. Yeah, um, no, that's a good point. That's if you want to help them out, um, we're, we're going to do a little stinger at the end of it as well, kind of detailing what I'm about to say, which is if you want to help Ilion and Beeren. Find the pendant of Plenteous Patrons. You can do so by going to patreon.com slash the dungeon cast and donating there. Oh, yeah. The the pendant of Plenteous Patrons will then shine brighter, illuminate, grander, allowing them more direction and focus to find it. Indeed, easier to find. Also, they take side quests, and if you would like to advertise with Ilion and Beeren, if you pay us some money, we'll do a side quest with Ilion and Beeren where we advertise your product or Kickstarter or feature (laughs) or art or whatever it is that you want to advertise. That was part of the point of creating them is to have a fun way to do ads because ads aren't fun sometimes. Yeah, ads are usually not fun to do. So I would we, like ads to be we, more fun. We decided to D&Dify them. Yeah, so basically they're do, they're they're doing our fun improv adventure. And they are improv. They're like they're like 80% improv. Uh, yeah, like I would say points. at least that. Yeah. Um, and they're basically just advertising our Patreon. So if you think it's working and you want to advertise with us, Alien and Beeren will do it or Brian will do it or Will will do it, whatever. Yeah, we, sure. we like money because it helps us live. It does. Um. So let's move away from D&D for a second because I wanted to to talk a little bit about the RPG bug that I have that I can't, I can't, or the itch I have that I cannot scratch. Yes. Um, as a lot of people on the show know that I've become a really big fan of Dungeon Crawl Classics, which mm-hmm. is like a zany, crazy, kind of old school way of playing uh, uh, tabletop fantasy. Um, we could get more into it uh, in a bit. And then also Pathfinder 2... Um, I do a lot of reading on it. Obviously, I, we're getting a lot of requests for more Pathfinder 2 content, and I'm trying to work it into every monster episode that it pertains to. And I'd love to do more Pathfinder 2 episodes, but I don't have time to to play more games. Right. And I've only played a couple Pathfinder 2e games, so it's hard for me to talk about Pathfinder 2nd Edition with any like sort of like validity or or feeling of like authority yeah we're not backed with experience in yeah actually playing the game and i want to change that like i want to play more pathfinder second edition and I, hell i want to play some digital crawl classics but like there's only so much time i mean we played a handful of games of pathfinder right yes so we we're did. not like totally zeroed out no no but i, I, I mean, like it i would definitely like some more and i have some ideas for for a po- possible pathfinder 
uh, Patreon show, but I don't know when that will be happening because because yeah, of the book and Unhallowed and all this other stuff. Pretty, pretty solid right now but, in terms um, of our free time. There's also a cool system called um, Old School Essentials, which is like another OSR system. Essentially, from what I was reading about Old School Essentials, is it is basic D and D, like original basic D and D, but like complete. It's completely modernized it's it's like made for a modern audience it's like it's fixed it's cleaned up it's it's uh organized and it's made very presentable and very readable and the art looks incredible okay um, that sounds cool while dcc is is similar but it also has a bunch of zany mechanics like uh spell burning and um corruption and backlash from your gods if you're a cleric and um, the the mighty deeds mechanic if you're a, a warrior class and all this other crazy crazy stuff and everything's randomized in, in DCC. Um, OSE is is less of that craziness and more like straight to the point of like no this is just original D and D but made cleaner and better and for a modern audience. Okay, and so it, like not confusing Thaco stuff. No, 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 none of that. And Thaco's second edition, but still the the point stands. Okay. Like it, it's is deconfusified. I see. Um, and I, I, it's got glowing reviews, so that's caught my eye. But it's like, I there's all these cool systems, man, and I only got so much time. Uh, I know, but yeah. I want to play them more. And, and the people who created OSC are now creating an, an Adventure Time. Um, a module? Uh, not a module. I thought it was, but no, it's a, it's just a, an Adventure Time TTRPG. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm well, like, man, yeah. I want to play that, too. It's yeah. like, oh, man, I got all these things I want to play. There's a Last Airbender TTRPG that mm -hmm. we want to play. There's, like, yeah. all kinds of stuff out there that is yeah. so much fun. But like you, like we've said, when you're, like, a working adult with a family, you know, time is, is slim. Plus, you know, we're making shows and the book's getting written. So it's yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah. It's just, there's like, always so much we, time. We'll chip away at it. We, yeah. We, we have been. I mean, like, we chip away at our D&D &D stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. So let's talk a little bit about Unhallowed. I don't want to get too into it, but there's some stuff. There's some stuff that happened in the most recent episode that I wanted to touch oh on. Oh my god, I know what you're talking about. Hilarious. But before we do that, that shit was so funny. Yeah, the premise of Unhallowed is basically it's the end of the world. Uh, these these godlike entities called the Unhallowed have risen from the Shadowfell, and basically the Shadowfell's been consuming the entire continent of the main continent of this world. And who knows beyond that, um, civilizations crumbling. And basically in a last gambit, the, the remnants of, of civilized, uh, uh, society have sent you four into the fell lands to try and slay these, these godlike beings. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Maybe um, these guys will do it. Fuck it. Yeah. So I'm not going to get into any other spoilers beyond that. Um, uh, but I did want to talk a little bit about your character because yeah. you said it's the only character that you're currently playing right now. Right. Yeah. And then I also wanted to talk about how you've switched your subclass. Yes. Yeah. But let's. Which I'm so, apt to do. Which is fine. Uh, we, yeah. we 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 made it work. But let tell tell the audience about your character real quick. Uh, his name is Valheim Laporidae. Uh, that Laporidae is like a play on rabbit. So if if people have been listening to the show, mm -hmm. remember the Herringonverse. That has oh been God, the Herringonverse. That has been put to bed. There <laughs> were some did. fun characters. It, it got it got kind of dry for me at the end. I think people <laughs> noticed because I was like, God, I have to make a fucking another rabbit person. I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> um uh so but this was born from the Herringonverse because when yes, we conceptualized Unhallowed Unhallowed, it was during that era of the dungeon cast. Mm -hmm, so I think mm -hmm. that was like Year of the Beholder. No, it would have been during Year of the Fiend. 
Oh, it was definitely after. It was kind of, yeah. I, I don't know. It didn't have like a good start finish time, like the, the herring on verse. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just it was. Yeah, it was. It, was, it started at some point. It ended at some point because we did, we stopped doing character creation stuff anyway because we we Have decided we? to do more other types of stuff. I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, I was just like, oh, uh, because my character creation, I felt like I was running out of ideas before the hair and gone verse and i was like this will be what i do now mm-hmm. i will make a rabbit person every time <laughs> it was a lot of fun i i i don't regret it it just yeah, got yeah. old yeah sure i moved on yeah, but absolutely. i really like this character oh yeah valheim's <laughs> great hair and gone are really fun to play yeah um yeah. so i you know what let me pull up my character sheet because it's right here okay yeah um, yeah, I think you guys are level five now. Yeah, we're now we are. We started so, at what level three? Uh, level four. four. Level okay. four. So he's a bard. Yes, he's a bard. Um, he was one kind of bard. Now he's a different kind of bard. Right. I was a um, College of Swords bard, which you guys feel free to call me on it. I just wanted to be more spidery, um, but I hate that. I hate that subclass. I hated it. it did when not we, work out for you. I hated it when we covered it. I said this is kind of lame and whack. Mm-hmm. And then I played it, and I was like, this is kind of lame and whack. Yeah, it did not um, work for you. No, it didn't work. I think they've restructured the way bards work. Um, so now I'm a valor bard. With with the level up, Will was generous enough to let me switch my subclass. It's pretty good. It's it's just a step to the right or whatever. You know, a step to the left or yeah. whatever, however you want to how, however you want to phrase it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now my um. My bardic inspiration can be given out and added to damage, or what's the other thing it does? Or um, is it a uh, character's defense? It's something like AC. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up. But um, he basically is a an older rabbit man. I, I don't know what do you think. He's like in his late thirties, early forties. Yeah, he definitely gives me that vibe of that age. And um, well, everyone else is in like their mid twenties or early twenties in some case. And he he's got a lot of experience. It's how I kind of justify the jack of all trades yeah. sort of thing. Like he is uh, an ex hobbyist, um, like into lots of different things, into music, into farming, into like all kind all kinds of stuff. Like I do, I put points into like survival. I agree to these cookies. Um, <laughs> there's some. Um, let me let me tell you stats. He's got a plus one to strength, a plus two to dex, a plus two to con, a minus one to intelligence, a plus zero to wisdom, and the plus three charisma. Um, and the spell casting has been has been really good and essential. And the bardic inspirations have been used wisely mm-hmm. and uh, without They've been needed without limitation. Yeah, I'm just hand, I'm handing them out. I'm like fuck it, hand it out now. Fuck yeah. it, hand it yeah. out now. Like it's been working out. I think uh, the way I've been running this game has been really. Uh, encouraging you guys to use your shit or die. So, right. Yeah. Yes, it has. Um, let's see. Yeah, College of Valor. Um, I took my expertise in survival and athletics because he carries around a big stand-up base. Mm-hmm. And, he uh, does. I like to customize my weapons for flavor, but he's basically carrying around a short sword, a crossbow, and the base is a club. Mm-hmm. And all the weapons come out of the base. Mm-hmm. Everything is base-centric, so um, out of the back of the fretboard... The short sword comes you out. You did a super sick thunder wave last session where, like, you leapt in the air with your hair gun power and then you were like, boom, with yeah. the base. I was like, that's fucking cool. It's, it's fun. <laughs> I, and I thought of that. I was like, thunder wave is probably going to be one of my bigger, yeah. like, bread and butter spells. It's cool. Yeah. You're focusing kind of on thunder and psychic stuff. Yeah. Thunder, yeah, that's really thunder cool. and psychic. Uh, let yeah. me pull up the spells, actually, because it, it's, um, I had Mage Hand. And then I ended up using it the session I we decided I was going to switch next level. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck, I, I got it on recording because I'd never cast it. Yeah. Like, this is a bad spell for this game. I, it could be useful, but I, 
I don't want it for this guy. Yeah, sure. Um, because sure. I wanted vicious mockery because mm-hmm. I wanted to lean into the psychic stuff. And also Which you I think gave me good. like a psychic item. I did give you a psychic boosting item. Yeah, it's and true. Distant Whispers is a really cool spell, mm-hmm. but everything in this it, game saves pretty It has not worked out for you. It will eventually. It just hasn't worked out well for it's you. It's doing damage. I yeah. mean, like we just leveled up, so now the save went up one, and mm-hmm. that is meaningful. It like, is. Level five is a big one for, for, for all characters. Yeah, so I have the light cantrip, minor illusion, and vicious mockery. I did a really cool minor illusion too mm-hmm. in our skill challenge. Um, remind me. I made like a like an image of myself to run. Down oh the wall, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. Use yeah. my bard powers to like I have the actor feet. Yeah. So I mimic. Yeah, okay, I'm like, not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. You fucking carried the skill challenge. Absolutely. <laughs> you carried the shit out of that skill challenge. I absolutely did. Um, um, which we're gonna get to that skill challenge in a second. But keep going. Yeah. Keep talking. You know who doesn't carry skill challenges? Josh Freeland. Josh Freeland, Josh Freeland does not carry skill challenges. I finally started giving him actual grief. About, like not really. I'm, yeah. It, it's in je- it's all in jest and yeah. Freeland is anyone know, who's a Super not- Quest Saga fan knows Josh Freeland does not carry a skill 100%. challenge. One hundred percent, it's all recorded. <laughs> it continues in Unhallowed. That's right. He just has the worst <laughs> skill challenge luck. He does. Like he rolls well in other aspects dude, of the game, but when it comes to that, whenever I announce a skill challenge, like he just droops. Dude. Yeah, he's just like fuck. <laughs> so the fir- for the first time ever, this last time you announced it, I saw him droop and I just like stared. I glared at him. <laughs> he was like, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Um, it, it is what it is. You know, like he doesn't control his dice. It's just that's the fate we've been given. Yeah. Yeah. But I have I, I have healing word, so I'm of the like in five e. You don't get punished for letting people. Well, in your version, we do, mm-hmm. but letting people drop and picking them back up. Oh yeah. 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 Um, which so yeah. You've implemented I, wounded, which is a lot like Pathfinder. It, yeah, I lifted it from Pathfinder Second Edition because I was like, oh, this is great. This will work great for this world. So yeah, yeah. but it's better than just letting my people die. Oh yeah, sure. Or, yeah, you, you know. still want to. You still want to bring them back up. Yeah. So I have that healing element. Um, I have speak with animals because I I'm like I'm a rabbit guy, right? That sure. Seemed good. Yeah. Um, Thunder Wave is my big one. It comes out. Most of my magic comes out of like the music I play. Mm-hmm. So like I'll dissonate whispers, like vicious mockery. I'll sing a little diddle or whatever the fuck, or mm-hmm. play a little something. Mm-hmm. Healing word. I I don't know what the healing word looks like actually. I think I've just been kind of doing it, like hand waving the flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have detect thoughts, um, enhance ability. Um, th- oh yeah, well, it's out level up, huh? You got a bunch of spells. Yeah, and then I took catnap, which is going to be really cool. Um, what? Oh, this is a Xanathar's guide spell. Um, you make a calming gesture, gesture, and up to three willing creatures of your choice that you can see within range fall unconscious. But essentially, it lets them take a short rest in the span of ten minutes. Oh, that's gonna come in real handy, yeah. And that's that. I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's a really cool thing that yeah. was in the DMG. I saw with. Did you take speak with dead? I thought we talked about this. Oh yeah, I did. Okay, sorry. I did take speak with dead. Yeah. That was. I see it now. It's my last one. Yeah. Um, at my third level spell, but um. I used to do that in FBATS where I let I have the hero point system. So you get like a pool of dice that you can use to like increase a roll and then you can spend them to like do a 10 minute short rest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's really fucking cool that I can just do that as a spell. Yeah, I'm absolutely. It's, it's third slot, third level slot, but still it'll come in handy for I sure. I think I did it already. Why? Oh, no. Did I cast the third level Thunder Wave, I think, for I think, like the yeah. big one where I jumped yeah. in the air? Yes. So Herringon can jump 10 feet as like a bonus action. And it doesn't it, it negates opportunity attacks on them. It does, yeah. Um, so I, I like jump into trees and stuff all the time, and pull out my. It's crossbow. come in handy quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's really good. So yeah. it's part of my build. In combat, I jump away, do my AOE stuff, range stuff, whatever mm. it is. But to get away into advantageous positions, so I can like assist people with bardic mm. inspiration, 
or um, now I'm doing enhanceability, uh, hand people, healing words, things like that. And yeah, you're I'm playing just kind good of support. Yeah. Independently being a support character while the rest of the team strategizes as like the frontliners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I can front frontline a little bit. I'm a Valor Bard. So no, yeah, you get up in it. Yeah. You get up in it for sure. But his backstory is essentially his his family were all killed by the unhallowed and the whatever rabbit hovel he lived in. And he sort of just started taking odd jobs, started learning like all these tricks of the trade. Like I, I dumped points into athletics because he's got to carry on his base and he's going to do physical labor and stuff. So I'm the strongest bard I've ever played. You sure? Yeah, absolutely. Much. It's it's not common to have a strong bard. Yeah, but that's that's Valheim Laporte in a nutshell. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. A lot of fun. Um, cool character. Real deep, deep, sad voice. Yeah, deep voice. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I want to talk a little bit, just a little bit about the skill challenge. Yeah, there's this. Uh, we had an incident in the skill challenge. I like to call the pipe of destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's so, an app name for so it. So I guess real quick, again, I am I am trying to keep this like spoiler as spoiler-free as I can. Uh, there's a point in the story where you guys kind of kind of got to go shopping yeah. at like this sage woman's hut mm-hmm. who she just had all this crazy oh, shit. Oh, we went to a right? few different shops that day. Yeah, but for the for the magic stuff, right, yeah, for like yeah. the minor magical items and Potions, uh, whatnot. The, the character my sister's playing, the ranger, she picked up a... a, a an item called the pipe of remembrance. Yes. Where basically be, the way this, the way this is called I, the pipe of forgetting shit. I know, right? <laughs> the way this pipe works is you can smoke it. And when you, when you utilize it, it, uh, the smoke you blow out will play out a scene of like your greatest deeds in life or whatever. Right. Gandalf style. Gandalf style. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, um, not, a, not a music pipe, not a music it's pipe. A it's pipe. a smoking pipe. Yeah. So, um, we we have a skill challenge. In the skill challenge, these guys are in a dungeon, and they made a decision to run from this big giant boss monster, which was the right decision as far as I was concerned. Um, so the 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 premise of the challenge is to to make their escape out of this dungeon and away from this creature that I'm not going to get into details on. Um, her first turn comes around, and she decides she wants to try and utilize this pipe to, to help you guys escape. <laughs> And so, her idea here, I, I, I'm a little vague, but the let me I, let me back her up before you start. Go ahead. We go are ahead. encouraged in the skill challenge to be super creative. Yes, absolutely, like do, absolutely. Yes, yes. Do yes. not typical stuff. Yeah, yeah. Be like, cinematic you're not really about it. Supposed to do what the last person did. Like, yeah. If I'm like, I run with my athletics. The next person isn't really supposed to do that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We want to keep it interesting for for everybody. Right. Um. So she wants to use this pipe to blow enough smoke. To obfuscate the 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 view of the uh, chasing monsters, right, right. Um, That's not how this pipe works. So, like, we're having this discussion, and and I'm trying not to laugh because I'm picturing this ranger. Like, everyone's running. Yeah, on how it's supposed to be a very like serious, yeah, very serious game. game. And this ranger's like just fucking lighting it up, trying to blow smoke like all over this gigantic (laughs) room. I'm like. How am I going to make this? And she's very insistent, so I'm trying not to discourage her. And I'm like, all right, well, I think I had her make an... I, I was like, okay, you're a ranger. You're you're in tune with 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 the primal spirits of nature, right? So you're you're. I want you to make a wisdom save of some sort or wisdom check. I think her, I made her do like a, a spell attack. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I was, oh, man, dude, I was reaching, man. I was like, I know yeah. you, you, you were in tune with the primal elements and the, the spirits of fire. And like you, you're, you're, I, I was like, you're pushing this item 
beyond its normal capability. So I'm going to allow you to do this, and I'm going to give you this check, but there's also going to be a risk of breaking this item permanently, yeah, right? Yeah, trying to take the biggest, yeah. chonkiest rip Meanwhile, off of it like, yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, the table is fucking, we are rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah, because she's, she's smoking weed in the middle of a fucking She's smoking weed in the middle of a goddamn... <laughs> Fucking skill challenge. It's just, I remember looking like you're smoking weed right you're now. You're just taking the biggest hit. And you're like, this is helping. I'm like, what are you doing? This is what I do when I'm stressed. I'm sorry. And so, and then she flubs her roll. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I wanted to help her out. And she had, she had just in the previous session before that picked up a fire elemental gem. Um, and I was like, you know what? She's, she's calling out to the spirits of fire. She's got one in her pocket. I mean, it starts glowing as it as it's heating her call i'm like you know what you have advantage on the roll because of the fire elemental gem you're holding in your pocket next to this pipe right and she flubs that roll too <laughs> and so it's a whole wasted turn and she's trying to blaze it in front of this giant monster and everyone's like what and we're already i think we already had a fail from freeland the turn before so it was immediately two fails as she's trying to blaze it in front of this monster and, um, yeah, it was just wild. It was a wild time. Yeah, we were talking about, Will was like, how are we going to cut out that shit? I don't think we can cut out I don't think we shit. can cut out, no, no, yeah. There's no editing that's going to fix. No, it's, not it's fix, just in but there. It's just so in there. When it airs, we'll tell you guys, yeah. like, hey, remember that thing we talked about? It's fucking up. It, so. Literally everyone at the table was crying from I was after. dying. I was I, fucking dead. Yeah. I, I it, was, it was one of the funniest things that's happened in a D&D game of mine in a of, long yeah, time. Exactly. Same here. And I had a guy here. snort. Like demon cocaine and start like touching himself. Right, exactly. And that was, and that funny. was yes. And this is with that was that. funnier. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so fucking funny. It was so funny. I think it's because we it was like so serious. Yeah, that's what's making. And then that like, happened. And then this happens. <laughs> like, I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? How can? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but, um, that was good. It was good. But it was good. It was very enjoyable. Um, I guess the only two things I got left to talk about when it comes to Unhallowed because I'm not touching too much spoilers that's the spoilers we're gonna get is the challenges i found of running the grim dark fantasy and how i feel like i've overcome those challenges so far okay and i really really feel locked in um it was dialing in the difficulty level right um, yeah and i feel like by session two or three you kind of had it. yeah i i really feel like i have it and i feel like it's perfect because now i have you guys talking about strategy outside of the game right yeah um but I'm, yeah i'm like tapped after every fight yeah know, like. and, and and that was that was tough to to dial it in but i feel like i have but there are trade-offs i think the trade-offs are combats are longer than i want them to be mm. but there's two things going on we have a fourth player which is more than super quest saga yeah uh, on top of it i'm adds it adds, it adds all that time. Yeah. yeah, and I'm pushing you guys to your limits, which is making you guys burn resources, which is adding more time. Yeah. But I think that the trade-off is worth it because since you guys are burning resources, the the stakes are higher, so I, I'm imagining it's going to be more interesting to the audience than your normal combats would be. Yeah, and it's not just a unique problem to, like, recording a game like how we do. It's mm -hmm. also, like, to most tables, if you don't want combat... To, I always talk shit on 5e's combat and how it drags. Mm -hmm. If you don't want combat to drag, there there are these things you can do, like, like getting used to it, right? Dialing it in. And over time, and this isn't just for for the audience, but also for you, like mm -hmm. the, the players are going to get used to playing in these types of combat yeah, and yeah. know what their capabilities yeah. are and when to do what. It's so, going to be an ever evolving situation. Yeah. Like we'll all get, like I'm already, I feel like I know what to do every combat pretty much. Yeah. And then I only have to make decisions in the micro and mm -hmm. my macro decisions are already set. Like yeah. I already know what my, my playbook is. Right. Uh, right. Whereas like some other people like 
it's a timing thing. Like like with Christina, is she gonna? Is this spell time? I don't mm-hmm. know yet, but she'll yeah. get there. Yeah, you know? and that is another thing that to bring up is two of the players, my sister and uh, uh, Omar, are both absolutely brand new. They never played five e before. Yeah, and if they listen, I just want everyone to know they're doing a great job. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't trade any any of the shit that has happened. No, I'm, everything has tra- been great. No, it's been good. Even even this, yeah. the pipe incident. I mean, we're patient um, with like players when they're like, I've got my player that does the phalanges thing with his fingers and the deer thing mm-hmm. he, he's classic for like spending 20 minutes on his turn and not thinking about what he was going to do while everybody else is doing it right and then right. he ends up casting sacred flame which like, is bro l- luckily that's not a problem at this table yeah I, so. I, I just tell him i'm like hey man like i'm just gonna remind him like hey think think about what your your turn is coming up yeah yeah you, you know? gotta you gotta nudge them along i don't want to shit on him you know I'm no not yeah, everyone's there to have a good time yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. exactly uh, i guess the last thing uh i want to touch on is so for unhallowed i'm obviously brushing up on a lot of shadowfell lore mm. um my shadowfell is completely unique so i'm not really pulling like any npcs or locations but i i'm, I'm pulling like descriptors and yeah, vibes concepts. and concepts yeah and in order to do that 5e going through 5e books is not an option because 5e doesn't have enough Shadowfell lore. Yeah. So I'm picking through 4e books and and 3.5 books. Um and it's been great. It's just it, it it's made me realize like we don't have good Feywild lore or well, we got a little bit of Feywild and uh, not enough in my It's book. sort of like Shadowfell or Elemental like planes. into other things like yeah. when you talk about the Eladrin and stuff. Yeah, like that. I want I want a like 4e was cool and 3.5 did the same thing where you would have a book that was about an entire just single singular plane of existence mm-hmm. it's just like hey here is your Shadowfell book here is your Feywild book here is your Elemental Planes book and it's right. like I, I do want those back for 5e that'd be really nice I don't think they're coming nope <laughs> <laughs> So, but I like, wanted to voice my grievance here. Yeah, I mean that's why the older editions exist. I guess is like yeah. I mean the lore is still there. Go get it or yeah. listen to the show. That's also an option. You could also listen to the show or I I just a lot of people just come up with it themselves or, or don't that. have it in their games. Like that element just doesn't exist. Right. Like, maybe people don't know about it, but when sure. they listen to this show, they do know about it, so they can implement it. So right. It's been really interesting. Like I don't know in my world, like I want it. It's yeah, a fucking yeah. cool thing. Like, give me very, more to work with. Yeah. Playing D and D, I want to use it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like if Absolutely. I'm playing Pathfinder and they have a Feywild, I would use that too if I know about it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to add about any of the campaigns you're involved with? Uh, just that they're they've all been a lot of fun and um, playing F Bat. If you guys want to check out Flashbang and the Surgeon, it plays on the Super Quest Saga feed. That's what's going on. I scheduled a bunch of episodes out so there won't be like a big lull. It's gonna just drop a whole session every couple weeks. Uh, until season one is over and then i might gap a little bit Mm -hmm. because it it was supposed to play while we were recording on hollowed to bridge the gap of the feed and then we had delays recording that huge delays and so i was like ah should i keep posting this and then people would ask me in discord just keep posting dude yeah so at this point like that's what i decided to is like (laughs) i i just want this out yeah just post it yeah it's it's getting posted right now so we dropped an episode yesterday um, which was this the Tuesday before this episode airs. Mm-hmm. Go check that out. I think it was a uh, Two Face. We're doing Two Face right now, mm-hmm. and then um, the next one is um, like the Catwoman character. Who oh, okay. I, like I couldn't decide if I wanted to call her Catwoman or if I wanted to call her something else. Okay. Because okay. I I implemented her in session zero. The cougar. I called her the Rouge Rogue. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, that's way better than what just I just a, said. Just a red caped person. <laughs> yeah. That was like. Gem thieving. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
but it was the first enemy they encountered um, before they were official superheroes. And so you can you can go hear that. Um, but then I looped it back in. So like, I want to do Catwoman later. I know which episodes I'm going to use mm-hmm. to inspire that. And there's also a, an enemy called the Red Claw that is involved in the same um, the same episode as the Catwoman stuff. They're like linked somehow. Mm. So it's like terrorist organization. Um, so it's kind of cool in my version. It's the Rouge Rogue and the Red Claw are yeah. kind of like battling it out a That's little bit cool. or like involved while the superheroes are coming up. So I split I split the Two Face episode because there's it's a two parter. There's mm-hmm. Two Face Part One, Two Face Part Two in uh, Batman the Animated Series. So I I drop that one and then there's two Catwoman episodes. So Rouge Rogue, Red Claw. So two, so Two Face, two Catwoman episodes, and then the next Two Face episode. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And then the finale. Oh, so nice. So we're close to the. We're already close to the season one finale, and season two happens right after. So don't worry, it's not ending already. It's just, yeah, yeah. Season one ends. We do an epilogue, so it's like eleven sessions total. Yeah. And then season two, I think, has one or two more sessions than that. So like thirteen or fourteen, okay, uh, if I remember correctly. So we're just gonna like take a little hiatus between season one and season two, and then just drop season two on a just, on a biweekly. Just let it roll. Just letting it rip, baby. Nice. Um, yeah. Right. And if you guys want to check out any of those out early, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/TheDungeonCast where all the f bats are there. You can also check out any of my session notes, which I just is like a Google Doc of what I thought was gonna happen in the episode. <laughs> we usually nail it. We usually yeah. get really close. Yeah. My, my boys in that show know what Batman do. They know what Batman do. So they do what Batman do. Cause I incur- I'm like, Hey, if you ever are in doubt of what to do, do what Batman do. What Batman do. do. Yeah. And then they do. And it works out. Right. That's awesome. But there are some discrepancies of here course. and there. There where should be a fair amount. Notes, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't completely railroad it, but like it's based it, off. It of, works out. It's based off of an episode of Batman. So like, that's the structure. So the bad guy is going to do the thing at the end or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for the Bane one. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> the Bane one in, yeah. in B-Tas is sus. He's like a, mach- a luchador. And I don't want to do that voice. So I oh, just okay. do the Bane well, from Well, Nolan. I mean, he is a Mexican luchador. in, the, in the Yeah. But I don't want to emulate that yeah, okay. in a vocal. So, sure. like. Yeah, that's it would, true. It wouldn't be good. So luck. you do, you do. Uh, I do this. Yes, which is, <laughs> which is the right fun, play. Yeah, but we keep the script, right? For sure, for yeah. sure. Uh, that that's fun about like DMing something like that is I don't have to write a lot of unique script. Mm-hmm. Although the bit about the drug wizard is coming up, which was like a Brian special. Um, okay. They fight this character called the drug wizard. Yeah. And he's like working for a mob boss, Rupert Thorne, mm-hmm. and it's based off of um, Marcos's username in in the Discord, Chemical. Oh, is it? The chemical cult. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Because I wanted to throw people from the Discord into the show. I ended up getting a lot of them. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. That's Uh, great. Yeah, there's a... Wow. We eventually get to um, a character in um, Arkham uh, Asylum Mm -hmm. that I based off of one of our mods in Discord also. It's very, very fun. Very nice. So go check out FBATS. That's all I want (laughs) to add about the campaigns. I want to pick it up again someday, so maybe we will. Okay. We'll see. That sounds good. Well, in that case, let's get ready for a long rest. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the long rest. This is the part of the episode where we talk about other stuff that is not necessarily what we just talked about in preparation for the later. I don't, I don't know. What is it? Uh, it's It's promos. It's all promos. What the long rest? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Sort of. It's, it's like news, like, promos, hey, news, updates, promos. 
Patreon.com slash DungeonCast is where you can go to support us. We have a Discord. There are links below for that. We have mm -hmm. social media the that we've been more active, on Linkly, uh, more active on lately. lately. Thank you, Will. Mm -hmm. And then we have um, Star Seeker's Guide to Drakenstar. We're making a book. Uh, book! <laughs> it's a sci-fi space opera science fantasy setting uh, based off our show Super Quest Saga. Saga. Super Quest Saga! Indeed. It's a really fun time. Do you like Guardians of the Galaxy or Star Wars? Um, then you'll probably like this setting a lot because mm -hmm. it's that mixed with Dungeons and Dragons classic stuff. Very fun. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to support, uh, check out Drakenstar.com. Uh, links in the description. Uh, you can pre-order a book. You can pre-order a lot of things. There's the custom dice set that's coming with the box set. There's a poster. There is, um, you can get the digital PDF, uh, or you can get the hardcover, or you can get both, or you can even uh, hop onto the beta uh, testing, which is still ongoing. Uh, yeah, we beta just released, 3 is out right now. Beta 3 is out. It just went out, what, a week ago? Yeah. Maybe a little more. And so there's probably going to be two, maybe three more betas. We'll see. Um, I'm writing a shit ton, but I'm only one man, so uh, it, it's taking some time, but it is getting done. And uh, the art has been phenomenal that's been rolling in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every time it comes in, I'm, I'm very excited. So yeah. um, full credits to our artist. I, I don't know, like, what their tag is. We have uh, Be Beto Lima, and we have uh, Diogo Y, I think, is his, yeah. his tag as well. Yeah, we're going to – they're, they're going to be fully credited on oh, all yeah. our stuff. So, yeah, you know, they'll be, they'll be available. Um, but, yeah, if you want to support, uh, check it out. Uh, it's pretty cool. I think you'll like it. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 giveaway going on right now. I know Indeed. the game is out. We're trying to get to 50,000 subscribers well, on YouTube. It's only out on PC. It's not. Right. It won't be out on PlayStation 5 until September. So. Yes, yeah, so we, <laughs> but we will be giving out a copy once we hit 50K subscribers. Mm -hmm. With a subscriber count, it's going up, and it's we should probably close. make a promo video for that so more people know that we're doing the giveaway. Yeah, probably, probably just to bump. Bump those these rookie numbers. We gotta bump those numbers. Indeed, indeed. Uh, what does Matt McConaughey say? Uh, I pretty much got it. Yeah. Anyway, um, we are giving away Baldur's Gate three. Subscribe to the channel, comment, like the video, and like, leave a comment, and yeah. you will be entered. We will randomly select somebody when we hit the mark. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on right now. Um, we already talked about F bats. We already talked about Super Quest Saga and Star Seekers Guide to Drakenstar. Star. Yeah, it covers it, man. Yeah. All right, let's well, call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. The Dungeon Cast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm William. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons... Ooh, callback. Wow. It finally, it finally slipped out. I was like, where? I can hear. Okay, never mind. I was thinking about something else. It's time. Gotcha. We good? We yeah. good? Audio-wise? Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. <laughs> I need to introduce myself. Hey there. It's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.